Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, welcome back to New Flea Flicker. I'm your host, John Murray. And uh, it's been at least one day, but uh, like I said before, and I'll say it again, we uh, I did the best I can to certainly get out the uh, information to you and give you my opinions as best, as best I can. Um, I did work today at the usual 1.30-10 shift. I'll have to do it the next couple nights. And actually, I get a, I get a Saturday off, which is very rare for me, but I do get a Saturday off this week. And... Hopefully, the next couple of days or so, I'll be able to catch up, catch up on all the goings on in the as it is the off season. Well, for some teams, they're still in the playoff hunts, hunt as they're doing their best to reach that, try to capture that Lombardi trophy. But again, teams that are not in the playoffs, they are certainly making some noise. And like I said before, there's you know head coach positions still got to be filled. There's a couple of GM spots, general manager spots that have been filled. The Cardinals and the Tennessee Titans have filled their uh, general manager positions. But like I said, there's still head coach positions. I mean, Denver's still out there. The Colts, the Texans, just to name a few. Um, small offensive coordinators, as we all know, got fired. Joe Lombardi got fired as a quarterback's coach for the Los Angeles Chargers. We will, we'll catch up on that probably here in the next few minutes or so. We'll talk about, we'll talk about the Chargers. Uh, as I used to talk to most of my podcasts, for the jo- those who joined for the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so. And please invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, uh, you know, your neighbors, fellow co-workers, random person in the convenience store. doesn't really matter. Please invite them, get them to come on in, and so we can uh, have a good, have a nice old time and talk football. Uh, for those who have been from day one, I want to say thank you for doing so. And uh, as all said, invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your I don't care if it's your neighbors, your dog, your cat, fellow co-workers, um, random person on the street, somebody's convenience store. I don't care if you're going to the uh, doctor's office and you need to invite somebody. Please, invite them on in. I'm always looking for new people. Um, here on Facebook, I have actually picked up a couple of uh, couple of people who have been um, who've jumped on board and are listening to my podcast a little bit more. And uh, I kind of want to thank thank them from um, thank them for doing so. And uh, like I said. We want to keep going out there. We want, to, we want to get out there. I mean, I've got listeners from, you know, from Great Britain to, you know, Canada to Germany. I've even had from Turkey to Brazil, Mexico. I want to, I want to get out there more. I want to, I want to bridge out, bridge out more. I want to bring more and more and more people in, in on the podcast. Um, as I said before, uh, for those who have any questions for me, any subjects you might bring up or you have, if you've got an opinion, um, I, I'm only on Facebook. Uh, if not, I'm on Spotify. You can ask a question through Facebook or Spotify. I am. A, I will do the best I can. I, I do check them out. If somebody, I do check them out daily. I like if somebody has given me a uh, a question, or if you want to ask about the playoffs or who I think the next head coach might be for whatever ball club it is, or like I said, a fantasy football question for. This coming, you know, 2023 season, um, for me, it'll be the 35th year that I've played fantasy football. That's kind of hard to believe. That's kind of, gosh, that's kind of most of my, most of my life, really. Um, I will be 54, actually, in June, so it's kind of hard to believe I've been playing fantasy sports for, yeah, almost, almost my, most of my life. Hard to believe. But, again, I enjoy doing so. Um, I love, you know, love learning. The nuances of the game of football, and uh, I'm always learning. Um, I, I like to, you know, like watch YouTube videos. Uh, if I can, I'll catch a Senior Bowl. 
look at the up and coming talent that might be coming into the NFL. He's a guy that a person that you might be able to put in the back of your mind for future references. You never know. Um, certainly, I look at you know you always got to look at the off season, whether it's running back changing teams, receiver, quarterback. Uh, maybe your team picks up a quality offensive lineman that might help the running game out more. And I've always said, and I've said my first, first, like my, yeah, my second or third episode, I believe to the point where offensive line are very important, especially if you're a fantasy football fan and the owner of a team, it's certainly very important to have your, certainly to know what your offensive line, you know, your running back, your draft running back, whether, you know, whether it might be an Austin Eckler or something like that, you want to keep an eye on the Chargers offensive line or, you know, maybe, you know, or Derrick Henry, Barkley, whatever the case might be, it's something you certainly want to keep your eye on as the offensive line is always very, very important. Those big, those big guys up front, they, they deserve, they deserve uh, some respect. Uh, for those who don't get a chance to listen to me here on Anchor, I am on Spotify, Hard Radio, uh, Amazon Music, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Radio Public, Stitcher. I am on these. If you don't get a chance to, certainly listen to Anchor wherever you may be. If you're sitting at home on break at work, or you know driving, you know driving home from work. Maybe you're sitting on your front porch, uh, on your back porch, maybe. Whatever the case might be, yeah, um, I'm on those as well. So, please, if you get a chance, please, you know, please, certainly. Again, I'm open. I'm open all of you. If, if you got an interview, if you got something that you want to, a question you want me to answer, you got a subject you might need to bring up. Um, certainly, yeah, certainly do so. Uh, I know most of my. My viewership pretty much comes from people around my age. Again, I, if I do a sprinkling, sprinkling of some, some in there, maybe early 20s or something like that, most of, most of my viewers are pretty much around my age. Um, unfortunately, we talk football, you don't have a lot of female followers that are pretty much into football. I do have maybe one or two, but I'm sure it's not aligned. Um, if any female, you know, want to ask me, you know, ask me a question, whether it's about, you know, you know, female, you know, football, you know, football and females. I mean, after all, you have, there are, you know, some that work in the front office that are even co-ownerships, you know, of, of a football team. Um, certainly, I'm, certainly, I'm, I'm all ears for any of my female, female listeners out there if you need to, if you got a question. I'll do the best I can to answer it as best, as best as I can. You know, enough of that. I've kind of bored you. Let's let's start jumping in, jumping in, and let's talk about a team we just got to talk about probably about two minutes ago, and that is the Los Angeles Chargers. As we all know by now, the Chargers are bounced out of the playoffs by the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Chargers were up 27 to nothing, and Trevor Lawrence had, had thrown for four interceptions in the first half. Now, if your team, if, if you know, if a guy throws four interceptions against your team, it would seem like you'd be having it in your team. You're up 27 nothing. The defense has has picked up the opposing quarterback four times. It seemed like you. It would seem like you'd be having a a great day. That it should be a piece of cake, a cakewalk. Well, unfortunately for the Chargers, that was not that was not the case. The, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars came back. Trevor Lawrence goes from zero touchdowns to four interceptions, throwing four touchdowns, and. Travis Etienne had a good game, and then they went on to went on to win. As Doug Pearson got the Jacksonville Jaguars a playoff win, 
Now the Jags have a, have a tough task this week coming against the against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, some people may give the Jacksonville a chance to beat Kansas City. I think Kansas City is is the Cinderella story of the Jacksonville Jaguars this year. I mean, Jacksonville has been a surprise team this year. But as far as the charges go, I mean, people, after that blowout, people wanted changes, and people certainly wanted Brandon Staley's head. Unfortunately, they did not, they did not get Brandon Staley's head. They got the offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, and the quarterback's coach. They are actually out the door. But to me, it kind of makes me wonder, it kind of makes me wonder, how come the defensive coordinator get, get out the door as well? I mean, this is a team that was up 27 to nothing. They turned around and gave up what gave up 30 points and lost and lost and lost. So to me, it's like the Jacksonville, to me, it's like the Chargers defensive coordinator might take more blame than the offensive coordinator in this situation. Now, granted, you have 27 to nothing, and Justin Herbert and company could not put two more points on the board. And that is a huge, to me, that was, kind of, that was a huge disappointment. Now, with it being said, now a lot of people thought that Joe Lombardi was not was not kind of said he was not maybe the right offensive coordinator for Justin Herbert. Now Joe Lombardi was there when um, I guess in the final years of Drew Brees when Drew Brees' arm his arm was kind of failing him, and Lombardi did an outstanding job with Drew Brees, Drew Brees and tailing in his career, and he went to the Chargers. And again, Justin Herbert has got a strong, strong arm, one of the stronger arms in the league. And um, some people thought maybe maybe Justin was right for Lombardi was not right for Justin Herbert, you should say. Now the next offense coordinator will have, will have something to work with in Justin Herbert. Now for the Chargers, you can make the excuse that maybe the uh, offensive line had had injuries on it. Both of your tackles were hurt at one point. Your left tackle and your right tackle were hurt. Your Pro Bowl center he was hurt. Like I said, the left tackle. Hey, 10, 11, 12 years old. Certainly, yeah, he was hurt. So the offensive line was hurt. Austin Eckler did not actually put up maybe the best rushing numbers in the world. The running game was was near the bottom of the league. Yes, you still have Austin Eckler. Now, for fantasy football fans, Austin Eckler had a pretty good year. I think he, he might have been what maybe tops in overall touchdowns for running back, I think. So, yeah, that's, I mean, for fantasy football fans, that's certainly great. And Austin Eckler is a fantasy football fan himself. Matter of fact, I think he plays fantasy football, I believe. I might be wrong on that. I'm sure Austin Eckler could probably correct me on that. But again, right here, that little fantasy football true sleeping. I have no problem with Austin Eckler, but again, you had Joshua Kelly, who has been a backup of Austin Eckler for a few years now. He, yeah, he hasn't really produced. I know the Hales in Larry Roundtree, who came from Missouri. They drafted him a few years ago. He did show flashes at camp, but again, he has not been able to stick with the team. They did sign, they uh, did draft with Spiller, Isaac Spiller from uh, Texas A&M, who is, to me, was kind of an awesome ever clone in a way, but he did not, he did not produce very well. So you have to wonder, I mean, I have an Austin still going to start running back next year, no matter what, but you have to wonder, do the Chargers go out and get a veteran running back that can come in and get those maybe that third and one, that third and two situational situation? That's something that has to be talked about. Um, certainly there's nothing on the offense. You got Justin Harper at the 
court adjuster or two, maybe it's not going to be too much longer than charging by the door. It's money for adjuster or two. Adjuster for one day for the court season. And he'll be a very close comment coming out of that uh, contract where he, he has to have, he's going to get his money. And the way Justin's career started off, he's going to want you know, 40 plus million a year. And I can't, you can't blame Justin. But of course, you have to wonder if Justin's going to be in that situation where he's going to be kind of like, maybe sort of like Aaron Rodgers where he wasted the best years. And again, again, you know, the receiving court, you got Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen's going to be 32, I believe, this coming season. But Keenan's had injuries the last couple of years, and that is a huge concern. But certainly, if Keenan Allen is healthy, we see what he can do toward the tail of last this past season, where he played extremely well, might lose the value of record, might lose the ability to have injury, injury play deal throughout his career. Now, there's always talk about whether they can uh, charge with draft another, another receiver, somebody to stretch the field. Now, Keenan, you can probably get another year, maybe two out of Keenan, maybe. If Keenan's healthy, you can get maybe another year or two out of him, might make you sign a contract decision. Extensions past all season. Now, I like I like Joshua Palmer still as a number three receiver. I got no issue with that. Now, Gerald Everett had 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 a good game against Jackson Jaguars, and I'm assuming Everett could roll back if his price is right. But again, I would like to see I would like to see that Hunter Henry type of tight end for the Chargers. To me, I think they miss Hunter Henry a little bit. To me, I can see maybe they're talking about. I can see maybe an offensive lineman draft and protect him more. Maybe you know, maybe you go ahead and sign a veteran running back. You know, I can see maybe one more offensive lineman looking for another receiver. I like seeing that tight end. I mean, there's not there's not too many. I would say hidden issues on the offensive side of the ball. It's something like that. The defense, to me, is, is a head scratcher. You got Joey Bosa. Got Khalil Mack. Okay. Now, Van Van Noy's been in the league for, for many, many years. He's a veteran linebacker. Still got him. You got Murray, I think, going to his fourth season, I think, fourth of the season from the University of Oklahoma. He's a talented linebacker. Again, Derwin James, one of the best, one of the best safeties in the game today. Now, Sante Samuel, he had three interceptions. Three interceptions against Trevor Lawrence. But the problem is, you know, J.C. Jackson, they signed his pass all season. To me, he was just a bust. Now, certainly, certainly I figured he'd be back next season. And maybe he can refine that form that he had in Patriots. But again, if you look at this side of the ball, I can see Chargers, they need maybe one more pass rusher. Certainly, they can, they can use somebody to plug up. I can see somebody needs somebody to plug up a defensive tackle that can certainly plug up a hole up the middle. I can see him getting maybe another cornerback if J.C. Jackson they don't believe him right now. They can use another cornerback. And the thing about it, it's a head scratcher. The Chargers have been like this for many, many years. Even when, even when um, Anthony Lynn was coaching the, uh, the team, yeah, there was even potential that Anthony Lynn was there. But for some reason, they can never, they can never, they can never get over the hump. That's why he was firing Brandon Sears. Thought Randy Staley would announce would take it up over the top. But again, I never talked much of Randy Staley, and a lot of NFL experts feel the same way that Randy Staley is not the guy to lead this team. Now, 
proponent and experts that said, what about Sean Payton? Now, can you imagine Sean Payton coaching that, coaching that football team and him as long as the Justin Herbert? Can you imagine them? And Austin Eckler, that is, Alvin Kamara, White Clooney. And well, Ken Allen, Allen's kind of like a Michael Thomas, a little bit older, but he's kind of like a Michael Thomas. I mean, you get Mike Williams. Can you see him doing something with Mike Williams? Maybe Joshua Palmer. Maybe he can go out and get a tight end. There's a guy by the name of Dalton Schultz in Dallas. Can you imagine Justin Herbert having Dalton Schultz on that team? But again, you know, the defense, the defense, the defense that has talent, but it, it for some what reason it is, it always comes up short for some reason. And the Chargers are a team that always has the potential of really, you know, blowing up and taking people and just wiping people out. But for some reason, they cannot do so. Now, I know, you know, a few years back, the Chargers were one of those teams that were, it seemed like every time they turned around, somebody would get hurt. And that's been, that's been, that's been one of the problems is, is a health issue. But Brandon still, I, with a meltdown in the playoffs, to me, yes, Brandon should, he should have been, should have been booted. Now, I know Sean Peck would be a great, a great choice for this team, but, but word, you know, word that went around the street is this, is that the Chargers, you had, you had one member of the, of the um, Spanos family wants to sell it, one wants to keep it. So to me, yeah, you would have to, you would have to eat Brandon Staley's contract, which is something they don't want to do. And you bring in Sean Payton, you're going to have to pay Sean Payton lots and lots of money and get a lot, lot of compensation to the uh, New Orleans Saints for bringing him in. So to me, Payton not to go to the Chargers, but it's kind of a wishful thought. A wishful thought. Now, there's a lot of things. I mean, the weird possibility, what about, maybe as crazy as it sounds, what about Frank, what about Frank Reich? Now, Frank Reich is an offensive-minded coach. He would have Justin Herbert, offensive-minded, if he can be stay healthy, it's not that bad. You have an Austin Eckler. He has some decent receivers. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine? Maybe Frank Reich could come in. He would have a better, he might have a better situation with the Chargers than he did with the Colts. He would have the quarterback in place. Frank Reich would have been an interesting, interesting fit for the Chargers. Now, can you imagine if Eric Benny left the Chiefs and went to the Chargers? Now, that would be, that would have been an interesting thought, thought process. Now, of course, we all, I would say Jim Harbaugh would have been a nice fit for the Chargers. Now, Harbaugh is returning to the uh, University of Michigan. He has taken himself out of the head coaching, head coaching positions. Uh, another man that name is floating around is Jim Cardwell. His name is floating, floating around. Uh, maybe Jim Cardwell could be an interesting fit for the Chargers. He could be a nice little, he could be something nice that um, Justin Herbert could have. He and Justin Herbert could work together. I mean, those are a few names to number. Of course, it's the offensive coordinators. I know, um, you know, Kellen Moore gets the name mentioned quite a bit. The Adele, I mean, Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn name is thrown around as the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys. I mean, I could see Dan Quinn going to the Chargers. He could probably work, he could probably work on the defensive side of the ball. Hire him an offensive coordinator that that would fit Justin Herbert. Fit that all that would fit him to a T. 
because he didn't play no one in, in doing it. But I think the right man, to me, is just Randy Savage is, is not the answer. And it's not that, like I said, the Chargers don't have any talent. This is a talented football team. But it, it makes people sit up and take notice. If you're up 27 nothing, you should have you beat the Jacksonville Jaguars senseless. But you didn't do it for whatever reason. Whatever reason is, you couldn't do it. And their answer was, let's go ahead and fire the offensive coordinator because they only scored, what was it, three, excuse me, three points, I think, after. And I scored three points in the second half. And the offensive coordinator gets the blame for that. To me, to me, a lot of that goes on Brandon Staley, not the offensive coordinator. Now, I'm sure some people would beg to differ on that. But to me, if you're up 27 nothing, now granted, you're up 27 nothing, you want, you don't want to, you don't want to, now I think, you know, Justin had, what, 277 yards and only threw one touchdown. You figure with numbers like that, I know Austin Eckler got two touchdowns. But you would think, you would think, up 27 nothing, this guy had to finish the game for 350, 360, 370 yards. Justin Eckler's got to take another 400 yards if he, if he really wanted to. He has the capability of doing that. But again, I can understand the point. You're up 27 nothing. You don't want to get you want to get. Yeah, I know you want to play a little, a little conservative. You want to get too, you know, all high and mighty. But again, I guess it, it's that point is if you got your foot on your opponent's throat, then you go into a kill. And again, that's what Chargers should have done. I always blame, I always blame, I always blame Kansas City for not doing that last year to the Bengals. They were up what, 14 to nothing. They had their foot on their throats. But they, they decided to take their foot off the throat. And the Bengals got back in the game and won the game. To me, this is a situation similar. The Chargers are up 27 nothing. They should have, you know, they should have put, you know, they should have done it. They should have went right over, should have ran right through them. And be prepared to take on the, then take on maybe the Buffalo Bills this week. It'd been a nice matchup. Josh Allen versus Justin Herbert. I would love to see that matchup. It would have been an interesting matchup. But now you got Josh Allen versus Trevor Lawrence. Excuse me, I'm sorry. It's Trevor, you got Trevor Lawrence and Patrick Mahomes. But can you see Justin Herbert against Patrick Mahomes one more time? Then a third time. But again, it gets interesting. But again, it's like I kinda I kinda beat my head in the wall to a lot, but I'm sure a lot of the Los Angeles Chargers fans don't understand it. And a lot of us just say, well, Brandon Staley should have lost his job, and he should have. But you got a team like, you got people that bad. Now, Staley, I think this is the first time we're saying Brandon Staley, he didn't do the playoffs. But again, it's a situation where to me that he should have done a much, a much, much better job. In the last couple of years, since he's been with the Chargers, to me, it's been a hit or miss with the Chargers. All that talent in the world, you have a hard time winning, you know, sneaking into the playoffs. You have a hard time winning the division, which I got understanding because you got Kansas City. But heck, even the Chargers have gone out and have beaten Kansas City before. They have done so. But I don't get it. It's, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to wrap, wrap, wrap the brain. You know, as crazy as it sounds, the Chargers have more talent top to bottom. Than the Rams do. 
Fatima actually shared a building with us. And that's something that's hard to, to comprehend. But they do. Now, can you imagine? Talk about that. Can you imagine if Sean McFay was coaching the Chargers? Can you, can, I mean, let's picture that. Can you picture, can you picture Sean McFay with Justin Herbert? With an Austin Eckler? Granted, he wouldn't have a Cooper. He wouldn't have a Cooper Cup on his team. But Ken Allen and Mike Renzer, no Sanchez. Yeah. And, and talent on the defense. Can you imagine if Sean McVay had that talent? Heck, Sean McVay could probably, Sean McVay could get into the playoffs. Heck, Sean McVay might get the team into the AFC Championship game. But for whatever reason it is, I mean, I know Brandon Staley was part of that Sean McVay tree. And that Sean McVay tree also got Zach Taylor, the Cincinnati Bengals coach, which, again, Zach did, did get the Bengals to the Super Bowl. And he got back into the playoffs. To me, I'm still not the biggest Zach Taylor fan, but the last couple of years, he has done that. But he has gotten their Super Bowl into the playoffs. Randy Taylor can I say he's got the Chargers to the Super Bowl. At least Zach Taylor can make that can make that statement that he's done that. But again, with him, with Brandon, with the Chargers, I don't know. Brandon Staley will continue. Brandon Staley will not lose his job. But again, Brandon is going to look for an offensive coordinator that he feels that could, that could suit Justin Herbert's needs. And Justin Herbert's a talented player. I mean, Justin Herbert is certainly a top 10 quarterback in this league. The talent, the arm strength, it's all there for Justin Herbert. But again, who is going to be the offense? Who is going to be that offensive coordinator that can take? Who's a guy that can take it over the top? But for Brandon Staley, he should. You know, I hate to say it, but he should have lost his job. And again, there were there were plenty of candidates out there that would have jumped on the Chargers' job. A lot of people would look at the team and say, I, "I'll coach that team." Again, Peyton would be a great fit, but again, they're not the Chargers. Not to pay the compensation. I think Frank Wright could have been a good fit for the Chargers. Frank Reich working with Justin Herbert. I would have loved that opportunity. I mean, Frank Reich did, 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 has gotten the Colts to the playoff. He did do that. I mean, Frank Reich had a whole bunch of quarterbacks. He had, it seemed like he had about a billion quarterbacks running through him. But can you imagine if he had one quarterback, one quarterback, Justin Herbert to work with, can you imagine the job Frank Reich really would have done? I like Frank Reich. Eric Benemi would have been would have been an interesting an interesting fit for that organization. Eric has done a, a, an outstanding job along with Andy Reid with Patrick Mahomes. Can you imagine if Eric went to the, to the Chargers and worked with Justin Herbert? What he could do there? Again, there were viable candidates. I mean, you know, um, you know like I said, Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn's up is up uh, again this year. I can imagine Dan Quinn going to the Chargers. Maybe working on the defense side of the ball and get the, the true potential on that defense and brought somebody in to say, hey, you do this. Let me go do this. I think that could have worked. And there's certainly other, you know, certainly other candidates out there. I mean, Jim Caldwell would have been, would have, would have been a good pick. I mean, Jim Caldwell had a chance to work with one Peyton Manning. And I'm sure Peyton Manning would have sung, would have sung his praises to the Chargers. I can see if he came in and worked with Justin Herbert. I could be all. I could be all. I'd have been. I'd have been all for that. 
again. There's all guys. I, you know, Kellen Moore, I believe Kellen Moore could have gone there. I think Kellen Moore could have been a decent fit. But again, it would have been interesting. I don't know if Kellen Moore, uh, it, it would have been interesting if Kellen Moore could handle, handle the team in general. But he would have been a nice little fit for Justin Herbert. So again, Brandon should have lost his job. And the Chargers, again, don't get me wrong, the Chargers will still be probably playoff contenders again next season. Certainly, they, they would be they would be contenders again. Again, you still have those usual suspects. Buffalo Bills, they'll probably be back in 2023. Miami, if two of his have they're going to play 17 games. That's a possibility. You know, New England, New England's kind of the... You can flip a coin in New England. The Jets, I mean, the Jets made tremendous strides, but they need to work on the offense. The Ravens, it all depends on one Lamar Jackson. The Bengals... The Bengals, I believe, could probably be back next season. Pittsburgh, I mean, Pittsburgh, they would improve more improved from, from Ken Pickett. I wouldn't discount them. Cleveland, Cleveland's got a talented team, like the Chargers, but they seem to underachieve. Again, Kansas City back. Denver, it all depends on who comes, coaches Denver, and it all depends on Josh McDaniels, Kenny, if his second season. If it will be an improvement, but again, the Chargers will still be contenders once again in this in the AFC. They will be, but the Chargers, for some reason, have got to get over the hump. They got to get back to the playoffs. Win off, you know, win a playoff game, maybe two playoff games. But to me, this is a team that has talent, and to me, for whatever reason is, Brandon Staley cannot bring that out in this team. Then again. Anthony Lynn had a hard time bringing this team. So what coach out there can get can take this team over the hump? Brandon Staley's not the answer. Unless Brandy pushes all along and he gets him to the AFC Championship game, if at least that point, then maybe the opinion changes. But for right now, to me, Brandon Staley is not the answer. And yes, he should have got him fired. And trust, and there were probably guys, and like I said before, there were guys out there that would have sit there and taken and would have raised their hand and said, I'll take that job because of the talent they have. Now, since we have talked about quarterbacks and talked about Justin Herbert, let's talk about let's talk about one man that has been catching a lot of buzz here. And everybody wants to wonder where one Tom Brady will wind up at next year. Now a lot of people believe that he is gone from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that he's not that he's not he's not gonna come back next season. And certainly the offense has caught a lot of flack this season. Now, granted, we all know the offensive line was pretty much in shambles because of injuries. This, you know, this injuries, certainly from the beginning of camp, you know, um, injuries during the regular season, lost free, lost some of the guys to free agency. Um, the running game was horrible this year. Leonard Fournette had a bad year. Um, now Rashard, now Rashard White. There is some upside in the young man. Maybe Rashard White will be the running back next year. And who knows? Maybe Fournette is, uh, you know, is released, or maybe someone else. Maybe he gets traded. Um, you still got Mike Evans. You still got Chris Godwin on the team. Now, of course, a lot of people were surprised that in the past, that you know, Mike Evans and um, Tom Brady had this nice little connection, but that connection was not there this year. Um, of course, there was no Rob Gronkowski. He's gone. 
Um, and again, there's a lot of things, a lot of things. I mean, you know, Byron Leftwich, I think um, he's been on the hot seat, but I think Byron may very well be back. I think he's going to come back. But for Tom Brady, it's not Brian. Tom is pretty much gone out of Tampa Bay. And the next question is, where does Tom Brady end up at? Does Tom Brady finally retire? I think the word on the street is that Brady probably won't retire. He'll probably come back another year because Brady does not want to leave like that. He does want to leave after getting blown out by the Dallas Cowboys in the first round. So you start looking around, and of course you get the usual suspects. The first team people are mentioning is the Raiders. Of course, Derek Carr could be gone. Then, of course, Brady working with Josh McDaniels again. That seems, yes, that seems the most logical candidate, the most logical place for him to go. Back with Josh McDaniels, he would have a Devontae Adams to work with, a Hunter Renfro, a Darren Waller, and if hopefully the Raiders will re-sign Josh Jacobs, then, yeah, then the offense, Tom would go to a, not a bad, well, he would, he would go to a, a pretty decent offense in, yeah, in the Raiders. And, of course, he knows Josh Daniels, and he knows the system he's going to run. So, yeah, that's the most obvious factor of them all. And, plus, you figure they could re-sign Jared Stone. You have Jared be Tom Brady's backup. But, again, the Raiders have had problems with the offensive line, and Derek Carr can tell you that himself. So, to me, that becomes kind of iffy because of the offensive line. Raiders defense has been horrible the last few years, and I don't think it's going to get better anytime soon, unless they make great draft picks. Maybe they go out and sign a free agent, free agent, um, or make a trade. Uh, what was one article I was reading? Uh, when I was at Breaking Work, something about maybe Jalen Ramsey would be interested in going to the Raiders, and they would reach out to make a trade with the Rams to bring Jalen Ramsey in. Now, I don't know if that's possible, but again. You never, you never know. You never know how things are, are nowadays. Um, I mean, that is certainly the Raiders is one possibility. Everybody talks about the San Francisco 49ers. Brady is from the Bay Area. It'd be the perfect fit. And the 49ers certainly would have the team in place, offensively and defensively, for Brady to make that, maybe that one final run at the Super Bowl. They certainly have a team. Not a bad offensive line. Uh, you know, you got Christian McCaffrey back. You got Debo, Kittle, Ayuk. You know, a pretty decent defense. Yes, it would be a perfect fit. Now, the thing is, what it makes you wonder is Trey Lance should be back next season from his injuries. And you got Brock Purdy, who has played pretty well since he, since he, since he was thrust into the starting job. But see, you have to wonder... What does that do for Lance? What does it do for Purdy if you bring Tom Brady in for, let's say, one season? You figure he's going to be coming in for one season. Tom will be 46 years old. Going, yeah, going for next season. Yeah. But again, what does that say for Purdy? And what does that say for Lance? To me, I think I'd be more worried about Lance than I would about, would worry about Brock Purdy. Now, to me, yeah, I can see... To me... Brady would be a, a, a he could be an interesting fit for the 49ers. But again, you got Purdy who has played well. I still got my doubts about Lance. But again, I can see the fit because you have to wonder, is Purdy like that one-hit wonder? Now, granted, they won against Seattle. 
And now, and now you have to step up your game. And of course, they're going to play the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, they're going against a pretty pretty good defense in Dallas Cowboys. Now, if Brock can somehow beat the, beat the Dallas Cowboys, have a good game against that defense, and win, then you have to wonder, why didn't you go out and get Tom Brady? But again, the Raiders, yeah, the Raiders made more sense, certainly than the 49ers, just because of Josh McDaniels. You start looking around, you start looking around this league. Now, one possibility is, what about the New York Giants? Well, the problem is, you have nobody to throw the ball to, and that would be a huge issue. And you don't know about Barkley, if he's going to come back to the Giants or not. So, I don't see that happening. Now, Washington, now, offensive lines maybe can be a little bit questionable. I don't have a problem with Robinson and Gibson as your, as your one-two punch. He does have a pretty good receiver in Terry McGowan. He has a, a good young receiver, maybe in Dotson for the future. Curtis Samuel, it might be a little something to work with, but I just don't see him going to the nation's capital. And it ain't so much Ron Burr, it's the ownership and Daniel Schneider. And I don't know if Tom wants to get caught in all that mess. No Green Bay, no Detroit. He's not going to Chicago. And I don't see him going to Min and I don't see him really going to Minnesota. Now, New Orleans. Now, New Orleans is, inter is an interesting fit. Could be an interesting fit. Winston, you figure, is going to be gone. We don't know about Andy Dal Dalton if he'll come back next season or not. But again, you have a decent offensive line. You do have Alvin Kamara. Michael Thomas, if he's ever stay healthy, could ever stay on the field and be healthy for a full 17 games. And that's a damn different butt behind that one. Brady and Thomas would be a nice little punch. Chris Olivier would be a nice little weapon for for Brady to work with. The defense, the defense is not that bad. I mean, the Saints have got some they've got some decisions they've got to make. I think it was it Cameron Jordan? I think he is one. Lattimore might have a hefty contract. Need to get rid of him. Um, do they, do, yeah, do they do they let Michael Thomas finally go? Uh, I don't know how much Alvin Kamara's going to count on the books next season, but there's been buzz about maybe Kamara could be on his way out of town. Again, the Saints, kind of interesting option, but I'm not really sure about the Saints. He's not going to Atlanta into, into a rebuilding mode. The Panthers, I don't see the Panthers being that. Panthers could use Tom Brady, but then again, not sure about the offensive line. The running game, I think, is still a little bit in flux. You do have D.J. Moore, but you have a pretty decent defense for the Panthers, but I don't know. Now, what if Tom goes back to AFC? Now, the one crazy thought is somebody said he could reunite with Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. I don't see that happening. you got Mac Jones. Mac Jones is going to his third season. I think the biggest problem with Mac Jones is, is just the offensive coordinator is the biggest problem with the Patriots, and that's something they've got to address. Now, I know the biggest buzz is, what about the Miami Dolphins? Now, Tua, you don't know about Tua's concussions. That could make, that could make, make things a little interesting. Again, not a bad offensive line. Um, you do have Tyreek Hill. You do have Jamie Waddle to work with. So you have something over there. The defense has his ups and downs. But again, he could probably beat New England. Probably could beat the Jets, maybe. But Buffalo would be the, would be, would be the issue. Now, but again, the biggest thing with Tua is his concussion. Can he, yeah, 
that's his, he's had two concussions this year, and I think that's the biggest problem with Tua moving forward is not his playing ability. He seemed to, he seemed to, when he's healthy, he seemed to play, you know, fairly well. He seemed to play well, but with, with, with Brady, I just, you know, with Brady, I mean, this was talked about, I'm going to talk about him and maybe Sean Payton as a package deal going to Miami. Brady and Miami, interesting, but I think as long as Tua can prove to, to the Dolphin Brass and to the football world that he can stay healthy, you know, stay healthy and, and you know, get those concussions, you know, under wraps, if you want to say that, then Tua's still the quarterback for Miami. But, I mean, in the back of my buddy. Now, what about the New York Jets? Now, here's an interesting thought. You got an up-and-coming defense. Offensive line's not that bad if you stay healthy. Nice young running back in Hall. Now, they might be another receiver away, but could you see? Can you imagine Tom Brady with the Jets? I mean, that would just that would that that one kind of blows my mind more so than anything else. That might blow my mind more than him going to Miami. That blows my mind a bit more. But I don't, you know, again, I don't know. I don't know that the Jets get a chance on a forty-six-year-old quarterback. And you have to wonder what Zach Wilson would think if you bring in a forty-six-year-old Tom Brady, which he'll be that beginning starting next season. But it's kind of an interesting thought. You know, maybe I don't know. Maybe it's a thought. Maybe Brady with the Jets. I mean, I don't know, but I've seen strange things happen. Now. What about the Baltimore Ravens, for example? Now, you gotta hear me on this one. What if you can't sign, re-sign Lamar Jackson? Do you bring in Tom Brady? Well, it's an okay offensive line. You do have J.K. Dobbins if he's healthy for a full 17 games. Yeah, now, they don't have that legit number one receiver, but maybe you bring in Tom Brady. You can go ahead and find that a receiver. I lie, maybe DeAndre Hopkins, for example. I mean, it's an interesting thought for Baltimore fans if you can't re-sign Lamar Jackson. But I got a feeling you would probably re-sign Lamar for cautious money. But I think he's in there. No Cleveland. Pittsburgh, you know, Pittsburgh, I don't, he's not, he, Pittsburgh would be an interesting theory. But they're going to move forward with Kenny Pickett, my, my point of view. No to Houston, no to Jacksonville. Now, one possibility is Tennessee. Now, I don't think you can convince Tom Brady to go to Tennessee, but think about think about it though. Now the offensive line is kind of average at best. You would have Derrick Henry take the pressure off of you, but the receiving core is not. Yeah, you, know, you don't have that. You don't have that legitimate number one receiver, and I think that would be a huge issue. You know, you got Woods, Burks going into the second season. You know, and the defense, the defense. Had a hard time this past year, but again, he was working with Mike Brable, and Mike Brable and Tom Brady used to be teammates, so there is that kind of connection. But I just don't, yeah. But I don't know if I can convince Tom Brady to go to Tennessee. The Colts, I don't know if the Colts take a chance on on another veteran quarterback. I don't really see that happening. Now Denver, no, because you got Russell Wilson. No, the Chargers, you got Justin Herbert. Certainly not Kansas City because you got Patrick Mahomes. And yes, the Raiders are the best logical possibility. But that being said, it becomes interesting. Maybe Tom Brady, what does he do this offseason? 
Again, number one choice. Yes, I like those experts. I'll say the Raiders because of Josh McDaniels. So that becomes the number one option. And number two, the number two option, I'm going to say as crazy as going to sound, and I know this sounds weird, I'm going to say the New York Jets. For the simple fact is this, I mean, I don't know if I got that much confidence in Zach Wilson now. Can you imagine Brady going to the Jets? Brady might be, Brady might be, or might, maybe Brady's got enough left in that, in that, in that arm of his to get maybe the Jets into the playoffs, maybe as a wild card team. I'm just saying, it's crazy, it sounds weird, but if the Jets are serious about winning, maybe, maybe they, they look in that direction. Maybe. But we'll see. And the third option, I'm going to say, third option, I'm going to say the 49ers. Go back to the Bay Area. You have to wonder, can Brock, can Brock, Continue success. I'm not. They're not really sold on Trey Lance, but I'm gonna say Brady to the Bay Area. So we're gonna say the Raiders. We'll say the Bears. I'm gonna say the Jets number two. I'm gonna say the 49ers three. Part of me does not want to put the 49ers in that category, really. It really doesn't. But again, I don't know if anybody else. The only one I should admit Miami if you don't know about two a situation. The wild card, my wild card, my, my weird, weird, off-the-wall wild card, the Baltimore Ravens, if they don't resign Lamar Jackson. Again, just some thoughts. But we'll say the Raiders, just because of Josh Reynolds, obviously. But my wild, my wild card, my sleeper team, New York Jets. Now, reports have come out of Dallas that, that Jerry Jones was ecstatic. He was kind of braggadocious that yeah that he was all up and on that he was happy as happy as he can be because the Cowboys won a playoff game by beating up on Tampa Bay and finally got a monkey off his back and they beat Tom Brady. Now he was singing high prices for you know for Dak Prescott, you know, his you know his great game that he had had. Defense played well. The only thing, the only thing that Dallas didn't do right that game was probably miss all those extra points. Now, of course, uh, Jerry and uh, Mike McCartney have come out and they and they have supported Brett Meyer, Meyer, Meyer for um, kicking, and he is not going. He is not going. You know, anywhere that they did sign a they did sign a kicker. I think today as a possible backup. Now. I know Jerry's ecstatic because you won a playoff a, a a playoff game. That's great that you won a playoff game. But again, it, with Jerry, I have a hard time. I have a hard time really believing that. And deep down inside, that Jerry's got all excited about winning one playoff game. Like I said, you did beat Tom Brady for your first time ever. But now, yeah. But now Jerry needs to keep that. Kind of keep. Kind he's got to bring himself back down to earth. Because you're playing the 49ers. To me, the only thing that can slow down the 49ers at this moment is probably their rookie quarterback, Brock Purdy. He's about the only thing right now that I think that can slow him down. If the defense, now if the defense plays up his capability and puts a lot of pressure on Brock, Brock makes a lot of mistakes, Dallas had in it. Dallas could have a chance to beat the 49ers. They do have a chance. Now, the 49ers defense, 
is what you know is still a top five in his league. And you have to wonder if Dak Prescott will revert back to what he has been most of this season. Now, Dak, I think is what second in the league in interceptions. I think Tony. Um, again, I, I get it. You know, I kind of get that. I get that Jerry is all happy and he's all ecstatic because they won a playoff game. But the problem is that's one playoff game, and Jerry has not seen a Super Bowl in what twenty five years or so, something, something like along those lines. And I get it, and I get it. But Dallas, you know, but again, I also got to remember, there, a week prior to that, that the, that the, you know, the commanders beat up on, beat up on, on Dallas. And to me, it made me worry a little bit going into the playoffs against Tampa Bay. Now, you know, I told friends of mine, I thought that, Tampa, that, that Dallas would win because of that offensive line, because of the offensive line was going to be the, key factor. And it was. And it was a key factor. That was one of the biggest reasons why Dallas won. Now, again, the 49ers are, 49ers are, a, are a solid football team. And I think it's going to be a, it's going to be an uphill battle for the Cowboys to beat the 49ers this week. I'm not saying it's not impossible. If, the, if Dallas can put pressure, if Dallas can put pressure on, on Brock, and I feel that they have a chance to do so, to do so, and Brock may and Brock may throw a couple of picks. Maybe one of them, you know, maybe one of them gets returned for a touchdown. You never know. And if Dak can play anywhere near that he played this past week, then yes, Dallas has a chance to beat San Francisco. Now, I know Stephen A. Smith is laughing his is laughing his butt off right now because there's no way in the world that Dallas can beat the 49ers. At least that's in his mind. There's always that chance. And do the do the Cowboys have a chance? Yes, they have a chance to be the 49ers. But the biggest reason is it's going to be the quarterback and Brock Purdy can. Yeah, if Brock continues to be calm, cool, and collective, and you know can throw maybe 250, 275 yards, let Chris McCaffrey get maybe 100 yards rushing, then yes, they've had a chance to beat. They they could certainly beat Dallas without a doubt. Again. I sure a lot of experts are predicting these guys to win, to win, are predicting them to win. But can they win? But can't this, you know, but I know Jerry, like I said, Jerry's ecstatic. He's all, he's all excited because they won a playoff game. But Jerry, you got to remember, deep down inside, you haven't won a Super Bowl in 25 years. And you need to, it's like, for you to, I mean, you're already in the Hall of Fame. But for me to cement what legacy that you might have is you need to, yeah, you need to get the Cowboys to a Super Bowl. Yeah, and they need to win it. And then maybe after Jerry, maybe after, maybe they win one more Super Bowl. Maybe Jerry, maybe Jerry finally kicks back and enjoys the fruit of his labor and he turns it over to Stephen Jones. Maybe. I'm not saying that's possible. I mean, maybe he does that. But you never know. But for Jerry... I pumped the brakes on getting all excited, all pumped up because you won a playoff game. Because to me, yeah, to me, if I was in Jerry's shoes, sort of, I, I wish I had Jerry's money, but that's a different subject for a different matter. But if I was an owner of any NFL football team, my team, yeah, won a playoff game, sure, I'd be happy, but I don't think I'd go overboard. I would not go overboard because at the end of the day, the Lombardi Trophy is the most important thing. And if you don't win the, if you don't win the Lombardi Trophy, 
lot to tell you that you are, how can I say, that you are, yeah, that you come up short, because if you don't want another Barty Trophy, and as the old saying goes, nobody remembers number two, that's kind of the way life is, I mean, many, many years down the road, somebody's going to ask, who won last year's Super Bowl, the Rams, who did they play, nobody's going to remember Cincinnati Bengals down the road, because they finished second best, and for Dallas, there comes a point in time where you got to step up your game and you can't be second best, third best, or even fourth best. This is this is your time to step step up your game. If you can beat the 49ers, you go into the NFC Championship game, you got to play that take it to Philadelphia, the Giants. Now, to me, you have a chance to beat the Giants. And the last time you played the Eagles, you did actually beat the Eagles. Granted, you might not be, you beat them by Jalen Hurts, but you did win. Now, if you can go, if you can go to, let's say, if you can win, let's say Philadelphia beats the Giants for the sake of argument, you got to go to the city of brotherly love. Then you can make on a very interesting game. Then maybe, maybe you can somehow get past Philadelphia. Then it becomes very interesting. And I get it, people. Dallas back in the Super Bowl would certainly drive ratings through the roof because it is after all America's team. But for Jerry, Jerry, I know you're excited. You want a playoff game. But pump the brakes, man. Pump the brakes. Don't get too excited. If you beat the 49ers, you get the NFC Championship game. Maybe you can get a little more excited then. Maybe. But pump the brakes. Calm down. And hopefully, hopefully, your Cowboys can get at least an NFC Championship game. But a Super Bowl trip and the Lombardi Trophy is what you really want the most. Now, I haven't really talked about my Cincinnati Bengals that much. I really haven't talked about this lately, but for the very last subject, we're going to talk about the Bengals, and we're going to talk about, um, I believe the, one of the the Cincinnati Bengals, Mike Brown, had talked about Joe Burrow, and Joe is going, will be going to his fourth season next, next year, and of course, Joe is going to get to that possibility where he's going to have to be paid Lots and lots of money. Forty's done. Now, Joe is certainly going to want money. Certainly, where he's going to certainly want 45, 46, probably 47 million dollars a year. And that is money that I don't really think Mike Brown is willing to really pay. Now, again, I have made this, talked about this quite a bit, and I've said this before on previous episodes, certainly this. If Cincinnati is going to make, it's going to be, it's going to win a Super Bowl, they've got to do it and do it right now. Because here's where the problem comes in. Because Burrow, because Burrow's contract situation is going to come up. They certainly going, and they're certainly going to, you know, his fifth year option is certainly be picked up. Yeah, at some point it's going to be picked up. Grant's going to his fourth season, but the thing is, he's going to have to get paid. T. Higgins had a pretty good career thus far. He's going to want to get paid. Again, you know, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is probably sitting back and waiting for Justin Jefferson's money to, to come out at some point. He's going to want to get paid. And again, the Bengals, they're a good young team. they got some veteran blend in, yes. But they got a good young football team. And this is a situation. Mike Brown has had a history in the past of being a pretty stingy owner. Now, here in the last couple of years, he has kind of loosened the purse strings. 
but they must have gone out and dipped in the fridge and pulled inside some free agency. Now, Trey Akerson is one guy that seems to pan out pretty well as far as, you know, as far as the free agent signing goes. So, I give Mike a little bit of credit. He has reached out to the free agent market a little bit, and he's brought some people in. I give him that. And there was a point in time where he did pay Andy Dalton and A.J. Green a little extra, a little extra dough. I give him that. But now, now comes Mike Brown says he wants Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow wants to sing Cincinnati his entire career. Well, it depends on how generous Joe Joe Burrow is willing to be to the to the uh, state that he was born in, Ohio, in the city that he's got. He took the Super Bowl last year in Cincinnati. And to me, I don't see Mike Brown paying Joe forty five, six, forty seven million per year. Because Joe's probably going to be, was going to probably want that much, and it's hard not to say he's not really worth it at this point in time. And it, again, if you pay him that much money, how are you going to pay T. Higgins? Because there's been rumors going around that Higgins could go what to the Bears, Packers, whomever. Now, T. has the capability of being a number one receiver for somebody else's team. Absolutely so. But, my, but this is this is the challenge for Mike Brown. Simply says, can he yeah. Is he willing to pay Joe Burrow the money? And for Joe Burrow, is he willing to take less to to is he willing to be Tom Brady, take less to build a solid football team around him? That's a question mark that he, that only Joe Burrow can answer. And the question mark is for Mike Brown is how much money are you willing to pay Joe Burrow? To keep him happy, to keep him in Cincinnati, and can you sit back and afford, you know? Now, I think, you know, I think I read somewhere, and if I'm not mistaken, I think that the Cincinnati Bengals, what is the Cincinnati Bengals, I think, are the, are the least, I can't, I don't, I don't use the word least expensive team, but they're the team that, yeah, if you went out and bought, bought the Cincinnati Bengals, you can buy probably for the cheapest price, basically. And to me, that says a lot for a team that was that was started started by the late great Paul Brown. That's certainly saying a lot. Now I get the Cincinnati. Now I get the said Cincinnati for many many years has always been about the Cincinnati Reds and the Big Red Machine for many many years. But again, the Bengals last at least the last year or so, the last couple of years. Is now switched to being a football town and not a baseball town anymore. The Reds have struggled. Again, the big red machine's not going to roll back in town to Cincinnati anymore. But for the Bengals, they've been coming to talk to the Cincinnati. And for Mike Brown, we're going to find out if Mike Brown, if Mike Brown stays true to his form, does he does he go back to being stingy and not pay the, the big bucks out to a guy like Joe Burrow? Because if he doesn't, Joe can certainly go somewhere else and make the money and maybe make that team a Super Bowl contender. That's going to be the question. And can, again, Joe Burrow and again, Mike Brown's pockets are not as deep as maybe Jerry Jones' pockets. Certainly, certainly that's not the case there. But again, we're going to see if Mike can put up or shut up. Is it time for Mike, Mike, it's time for Mike Brown to see if he's really serious about making Cincinnati a Super Bowl contender? You got the Bay Burrow, no matter how you look at it. That's all I have time for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Please take care of yourselves. See you again soon.